Hi everyone and welcome to Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. It is time for another club preview on the Friday night, which will probably go out Saturday morning for you, I'm not sure. But yeah, support for Club at 22, the Rangers podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, as you can see in my t-shirt, who's the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the co- with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And that leads me, <laughs> yeah, and that leads me nicely on to three men who I'm pretty sure are um, Manscaped themselves. Um, first of all, we'll go to the most Manscaped man is Scotia. How are you, Scotia? Have you... <laughs> Have you I'm have you used pack- that tone on? Have you used the tone on your balls yet? No. <laughs> no, I'm the pack arrived today, so it's been a it's been a fairly shitty week to be honest for a whole different variety of reasons. Then, but that's that cheery up then. Yeah, yeah, it did indeed. Yeah. No, and um, yeah, we've got Ryan as well. Ryan, were you happy we are we present in the in the post this week? Oh, absolutely delighted. That was a highlight of my week. I know it wouldn't be hard, but a uh, highlight of my week was that coming through and getting a wee. A wee trim at my nuts, so yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and finally, um, we have Scott Carney. How are we doing? This, today? Is, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Um, oh, it's funny. Um, look, we all need a wee pick me up after the week we've had, and what a laugh we've just had talking about that there. And well done, Ali, for being the first one to read out that that wee promo, mate. Um, obviously, we're delighted to the support of it. Um, Please go and check their stuff out. It's brilliant. You would be supporting our podcast if you use our code, so it would really mean a lot to us. But yeah, we're going to have a bit of a laugh, a laugh with this stuff, and I think we all needed a wee pick me up after this week. Yeah, the, the four of us will be trying all the products. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Scotia promised our, a live show for the Viceroy tomorrow night. Somebody's shaving his buzz, so that should go down well for Hal. That's a oh. Halloween special, so um, yeah. No, is, that a, is that a subscription? Uh, it could be an OnlyFans, right? It could be an OnlyFans for Scotia. So uh, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, anyway, lads, enough, enough of that. I know it's Friday night and everything. We're having a bit of a laugh, but we need to get into the serious chat of um, the world of Rangers. So first of all, I know um, <clears throat> Scotia and Ryan weren't on the. They couldn't make the tribute that me and Karen did to um, to Walter Smith during the week, which was um, quite hard. And I would I would like to thank a lot of people. Um, comments especially in youtube towards myself and carney it was a difficult one to do but we, we felt we had to do it so we, we thank everyone for your comments and i, I personally have had a lot of comments text messages from from people saying um they, they thought it was a, a, a good tribute so we appreciate that so yeah the, the union bears did a, a big display for walter um obviously the the players the manager laid a reef outside the, the john greg statue as well so Scotia, I'll come to you first. Obviously, it's it's a few days a few days after now. Um, have you got any thoughts and um, to share on Walter Smith? Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, um, props to yourself and Carney um, for doing it on Tuesday evening. I couldn't do it; I wouldn't have been able to make it through. And as well, I thought to myself, just work a lot later in the evening um, to make sure that I got up and at the Ibrooks the following day and plenty of time to kind of pay my own respects. Um, so yeah, I was kind of devastated, knocked the stuffing out me when I when I seen the news come through, and I was I didn't know what to do with myself for a while. Um, it took me about six attempts to listen to David Edgar and Heart and Hand and his tribute that came out sort of in the afternoon um, on Tuesday. 
Um, obviously seen Koisty's tribute in Talk Sport. Um, all of them were really moving the stuff in Super Scoreboard. You know, we slate it sometimes, but that was a, a really good show that evening. Um, it took me until the next day to listen to used to because I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I listened to like the Rangers Rabble and um, the Battle Fever podcast and their tributes as well. And they were all really good and really moving. Yeah, so it was just really sad. It's a really sad day and I knocked the stuffing out me, like I say. Yeah, no, it, it, it was difficult for me and Kai to do. And I, I, I mentioned, obviously, Walter lives down your neck of the woods in, in Helensburg and how how thought of the family are down in Helensburg. So, um, yeah, and I, I love, I mean, you, you've seen in social media what Walter is, not just the Rangers family, but the whole of Scottish football and world football um, Ryan, yes, yourself was in, was on this week due to work commitments. Um, any thoughts on Walter as well to share with the guys out there listening? I do, um, but I, I, again, I want to echo what Scott says. I take my hat off. Uh, Scotia says I want to take my hat off to both of you for doing that uh, podcast because it was very difficult, and I think he's. I think it was a lovely tribute he's made, and I did see it in the group chat, but. Uh, I mean, I think he's he showed a lot of courage to come on at that time. I was I was struggling with the news. Um, I've always found it strange when people get upset over celebrities dying. I was in bits for a few days there. I really was, and you, I'm sure you all agree. That if you look back, if Walter Smith hadn't been our manager when we were all young at like ten, eight, nine, ten, whatever we were, who's to say we would have been Rangers fans? Who's to say that? If he didn't bring that glory during those years, that we would have, we'd have, we would have went on to be Rangers fans. Maybe we'd have just sacked it for something else. Because I know when I was young, I loved the glory. When you're that age, you love seeing the trophies and Walter lifting trophies and signing big players. And it was part of your youth. He was part of my youth, and he was an ambassador for the club. And uh, I don't think there's much more you can say about the man. He was an absolute gem, and I think we should just be glad that we had him. Yeah, no, hundred percent. He's. Um... Give me the best best years with Rangers, if you want to say, in terms of, I mean, we're all of a similar age, all of us here, and we've seen, obviously, nine in a row, we've seen the 92-93, we've seen Christ getting the UEFA Cup Finals and come back for a second spell and guiding us to, to three championships. It's um, it's an incredible record, and he, he sums up the Rangers is about Walter Smith. He, he's the guy that, if, like I said in the tribute, if I had to describe Rangers in a person, it's Walter Smith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But um, me and Carney have, have talked ourselves about we'll probably do a, a tribute show further down the line, maybe an international break or maybe over the, the January break in terms of favourite moments under Walter, etc. So we'll, we'll bring that to you at one point. Um, Carney, I'll come at you as well. Obviously, you're at the game. You were up there quite early doors and stuff. Um, what was your thoughts going to the game and stuff and the display for the Union Bears, which <coughs> I thought was really good? Yeah, the, the Union Bears did themselves proud, to be honest. It was a, a, a rather fitting uh, tribute that they'd done. Um, and kudos for them for getting it sorted and getting it done that quickly. I mean, it can't be easy to get something like that done at that scale that quickly, so kudos to them for that. And yeah, I'll, I'll just echo what um, what you said, Ali, as well. The comments that we've had has been it's been pretty spectacular, to be honest. It's quite humbling. And um, I didn't really realise what, what we were... What we were doing is such as kind of we, we were putting ourselves out there, I suppose, and we were putting our emotions literally on a plate for everybody to see. <clears throat> it's not easy to do, 
And uh, as you can tell from the recording, I was I, I struggled to get through it, and I really do appreciate the kind words that everybody said to us. Um, again, we, we've said that a million times. We just still pass on our condolences to to Walter's family. Um, I hope they're managing um, through this kind of this tough time. And the the tribute at the gates when I went up was pretty amazing to be honest. I went up with a, a scarf and laid it in behalf of everybody everybody at the podcast, um, Jamie included, <clears throat> and that and. Yeah, even standing there and you could just feel it. I think, Brian, you'd messaged it in the, the group chat. You could feel it. You could literally stand outside and just feel that something was a wee bit different. And it's rather touching. Um, as I say, I, I, I must admit, I held it better. I held it together better than I thought I, I, I would um, at the game, apart from when the, the two guys that are sitting next to me come in who watched this pod um, come in and were like, no greeting. Um, we've seen you. And they said as well, respect to me for for me and you, Ali, for doing that podcast on um, Tuesday night. And yeah, um, it's it's tough. There's not much more I can add that's not already been said. It's a tough a, a, a tough thing to deal with, but the, the tributes and everything that's went with it has been um, it has been great. And it just shows the stature of the man. Um, Walter Smith is Mr Rangers, and he always will be. Yeah, I probably sums it up quite nicely. Um but yeah, going unfortunately from from the from the news of Walter, we, we need to touch on the the football side of it. Um it brought back memories when we were all singing Walter Smith's blew my army for me going away back to nine in a row and when he came back for his second spell. But that Rangers team in the park on um on Wednesday night um, was not a Walter Smith team for me <laughs> in terms of the performance they put in. To I mean I mean what well, I don't want to go through the whole game bit by bit, but we'll just touch on the first goal. I'll come to you, Ryan. Me and Carney did obviously the aftermatch in the car. Every, to me, we, everyone in the ground seen what was going to happen. Why we try to play with the, from the back is beyond me. Um, what was your thoughts on that goal? Halloween Sunday, that was a fucking horror show the other night there. Absolute horror show. Um, I'm not going to single out one man, but... I'll, we'll just go through them because it was an it was an absolute joke. It was if my son's team do that on a Saturday, I'm I'm pulling them in and rolling at them. Goldson's choice of pass, nah, why are you passing to somebody who's got somebody running behind him? Kamara's the man you pass to in the middle of the park with nobody near him. Lundstrom is casual going to the ball, just lacks a days ago, but that runs throughout the team, so I don't really want to pull go. Uh, lunch from up for that. It seems to be a mentality thing we was in an attitude with, with us just now. Once we lose the ball, Tavernier jogs towards the guy coming in with the ball. Then Goldson leaves his man and goes towards head uh, the boy with the ball who slips Hedges in. Is it Hedges that crosses it, isn't it? I, can't I think it so. <clears throat> Could be, yeah. so, the, so the three of them are ball watching and then on top of that, as soon as Hedges gets slipped in, Balogun leaves his man, Ramirez. Mm. It was, I've never seen it. I've not seen a goal like that for years for Rangers. It was horrific, absolutely horrific, but it's the attitude of them. I've watched that goal three or four times and I've paused it and it gets worse and worse every time you see it. And uh, there's an attitude thing with them. I do, I've said this for a few weeks now, they look very, very lackadaisical and look as if they think they can just turn up because I don't know if it's because they've won the league last year or I don't know what it is, but they need to get their act together. That defending is horrific. Yeah, it was it was 
I don't know what else more to say about it. To be honest, it was it was embarrassing. It, I said it was it's worse than schoolboy football. Like you say, if, if you've seen that in schoolboy football, you would be pulling them up. It's it's criminal. It, it really is. And, and Rangers, for some god known reason, are just not starting games correctly. And I they need to sort it out. And I'm sick of saying it. And we're coming in November now, and it's still the same crap. So Scotia, as a defender at heart yourself, what was your <laughs> thoughts on that first goal? Yeah, Ryan summed it up really well there, so I would just be repeating pretty much everything he said. I mean, I, I look at it and with Balogun in particular, and he's got that 50-50 decision to make whether he sticks with Ramirez or he goes <coughs> to the, uh, the player at the front post because Goldson's let him go away, and he, he unfortunately picks the wrong one. But just defensively, I mean, I've been saying it all season that I've thought the defence looks shaky, and it's been getting worse the past few weeks, to be honest. And yeah, that, that sums it up. At the moment, that's been coming for a while, I think. You could see it in some of our play in previous games that something like that was bound to happen at some point because we're just being too lackadaisical with the ball at times and trying to be too clever. And it's you don't do that against a team like Aberdeen, who this is like a big, massive game for them. We, we all know that the Aberdeen Rangers game is quite a big game over the season. Don't do that against a team like Aberdeen. Yeah, no, I was... It... Me and Carney mentioned in the, the post-match in terms of, you, you've been saying it for quite a while now in terms of defence, and Carney, he kind of gave teams, especially Aberdeen, a goal at the start, and to make it even worse, we've let him give them two goals at the start, a ball into the box, Tav Luke loses his man, and of all men who score, it was Scott Brown runs away, does the bloody Morelos celebration to rub it into us, and it just went for bad to us. <sighs> <clears throat> it really did. Um, it was one of the worst starts to a game well, we've had in I don't know how long. Um, back to what Ryan said there, the, the Golchan passing to Lundstrom. I would even argue, mate, I mean, Connor Golchan just gave him a suicide pass there. There's nothing Lundstrom can do with that. Literally nothing he can do. And even the argue, the argue that you said there about passing to Kamara, I think Golchan would be better playing it to you, mate, and you playing the govern front. Just get the ball out. They were pressing us too high. Get the ball out of danger. I don't understand why we have this kind of overwhelming pride that we won't clear the ball when there's a bit of danger happening and then learn from their state and go, right, well, let's not do that again. But we just continue to do the same thing. It, I mean, it drives my dad bonkers. See Ibrooks with him. Honestly, he always he's always screaming it. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And I get why we do it because we're trying to pull them out and we're trying to move them on, but it doesn't work all the time. And I don't even know how good the success rate has been with it this season. Last season is a different story. We did it a lot of times last season and it worked and we scored some fantastic goals from back to front last season by using this this tactic. But this season it just seems to be bringing on pressure. Um and yeah, this the second goal. I will give kudos to um twice I've said kudos in this pod. Um I'll give credit to James Tavernier for coming out and taking f- full responsibility for the, the second goal. And it just had to be Scott Brown. I mean, let's be honest, it's, it wasn't going to be anybody else that was going to score a header. I don't know how many headers he scored in his career, but it can't be very many. And he has to do it at Ibrooks to make it 2-0. So yeah, it's uh it was a poor, poor half um I mean, Gerard even in the post-match had mentioned that we gifted them the first goal. We've gifted them two goals. Um, there's no way that it's caught a defensive flats for the second goal, if you like, but it's a gift of two goals. Uh, and you're spot on. You cannot give Aberdeen this kind of momentum because they only play um, three or four times a season and it's when they play Rangers, they don't bother the rest of the season. So, yeah, it was a, a poor show. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I mean, Rangers get back into it 
fairly quickly with Morelos, which was a, I, th- I thought it was a decent goal for Morelos. A couple of decent chances after that. Um, Joe Lewis and Aberdeen goal has a, a couple of good saves. And we go into half time at 2 1 down. And I says, I says to you, Carney and Scotia, I honestly thought that the best we were getting out of this was a draw. I just I couldn't see Rangers winning. The way Aberdeen set up, they're quite comfortable playing. I think it was five at the back. They had Scott Brown was playing at the back with them as well. And they're, a poor, they're a poor team, Aberdeen. I mean, we've. Made an arse it once again, but Ryan, what was your thoughts going in at halftime? Pretty much the same as yourself. I think we're all feeling that we can't we can't see ourselves going on and winning a game like that. And the reason is we're not creating enough chances from open play. It's a it's a huge problem for Rangers just now. Yes, we're not defending well, but we are, I don't think we created a one chance from open play. And you might correct me on Wednesday. I don't remember. I know goals in his header which was from a corner, I think. Morelos scored. I don't remember anything from open play from Rangers. And I'm trying not to be too negative about it, but it is very hard. Aberdeen could have went up 3-0, if you remember correctly. Mm-hmm. They had a bit of play. Um, it was, I think it was three on five, and the ball got cut back, and Arebo was just watching Lewis Ferguson walk into the box, and Lewis Ferguson could have took a touch, flicked it up, and smashed it in the back of the net. He didn't realise how much time he had. But that's going back to what you're saying. At half time, I felt that it'd be a miracle if we won that game, and that's that's where we are at just now. That's that's the standard we're playing at just now. We are not defending well enough at the back, and we're not creating enough up top. And that I was thinking to myself, even if we do get an equaliser, are Aberdeen not going to score again? Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's worrying at the moment. It really is worrying at the moment. These Rangers' performances and. When we went into the second half, and to be honest, same kind of huffed and puffed, and I don't really remember Joe Lewis having really anything to do in the second half, to be honest. And then he brings a few substitutions on. Sakala comes on. Um, who else came on? Scott Wright came on. And and we, get, and we get a penalty with 10 minutes to go. And I know I've seen a lot of a lot of folk in, um, on Twitter and social media having a go at um, Cheating, beating, if you want to call him, in terms of he's given Rangers a penalty and all this, but there, there is there's visuals of the David Bates does have his hand on the on the shirt of Sakala, so Stonewaller, Stonewaller. I was about to say, and if, if VAR was in, involved, it, it would be a penalty. Um, Scotia, what was your thoughts? Obviously, you were sitting beside me at the time, but what was your thoughts when Kamar Roof wasn't he on the park and it was it was Tav stepping up? Yeah, well, I'll go back a wee bit. I want to speak about the, their second goal, if I can. And Ryan, you might have mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but we seem to have stopped putting someone on the post at corners. And there was a chance, I think that it was Goldson that had, that headers it, and it's cleared off the line by an Aberdeen defender on the post. I don't know why we've stopped, because usually you, you would always see Davis standing there at a corner, and I don't know why we're not doing it anymore, because that Scott Brown chance could have been nullified if there was someone in the post you know, and they could have got to it potentially so I don't know why we've stopped doing that and um, then we went into the second half yeah I think Roof played the offside and um, played that back line offside really well and they get, get through and goal but slips a wee bit but manages to get kind of a cross away to Morelos for him to header it and it just goes wide but I think that Ryan like you mentioned I think that's probably the only bit from open play that I can really really remember from the game 
And then, yeah, the penalty itself, yeah, I think it was a penalty. I haven't seen it back now. We've got no complaints there. I don't know why people are moaning and saying that it's uh, we're getting favourable decisions. So it was a penalty, but I turned to you and we're like, oh no, roof's off. And I can't, I, I, I can't particularly, I can't recall Tav's penalty stats off the top of my head, but recently they've not been good. Um, so there was a wee bit of worry, if I'm being honest, but thankfully he knocks it away and it was a really good penalty from him. Yeah, no, to give Tav credit, there was pressure on him and he, he buries it well, Tav, to be fair, it was, it was a great penalty, but Carney, 10 minutes to go, huffed and puffed, never did anything and just, it, the game just dwindled away and it was a two-each draw. Some people, a lot of people have said a point was, we get out of jail with a point, but that is now, and I'd, I'd love, I don't know if Scotia could tell us or anyone else could tell us, but that's, that is three home games on the trot now. We have drawn games and throwing six points away. I, I said to you in the car, Carney, it's not as if you give these teams credit, as if to say, ah, they deserved a point. Rangers have thrown six points away. Um, yeah, and obviously we were in the car did the aftermatch, but um, how are you feeling days on in terms of that is six points we have thrown away and, and the gap's just down to two points now? I can't disagree with you. Um, I think it's it's not good enough. You won't win the league doing that. And as as annoying as it's as it sounds, and I don't want to people to think that I'm saying that we aren't going to win the league, but um, we won't win the league doing what we're doing right now because we're just literally gifting points away um, as if they don't really matter. I, I'm I'm a wee bit unsure about what's going on um, with the team. Specifically, um, it's quite hard to judge. Gerard's been asked if it's confidence, everything else, if it's system, and he always or stuff I need to improve on, it's stuff I need to work on. Um, and he he obviously knows, and I'll be interested to see if anything does change. Um, obviously, we'll come here later on, but I fully expect the the team to be pretty similar going into the, the Motherwell game. I don't see many drastic changes happening, and uh, I'll just be interested to see what sort of reaction, and reactions, even at that, reactions, prob- same reactions probably a wee bit of a over-exaggeration of things. We have came back from 2-0 down um, to draw to each. The biggest frustration why we're so annoyed at drawing to each is because that was our own doing. It was nothing to do with what Aberdeen done. It was all down to what we done. It was stupid mistakes and playing ourselves into a corner when we don't need to. Um, but three points from three home games, not good enough. Yeah, no, it's... And I said to you in the car, it's, it's, it's not good enough. You, you, I mean, we took maximum points at home last season. I, I know that's a one-off, but this season, it's not good enough. And uh, Brian, obviously, three draws in the top now at home. It's and we're just limp, we're limping through this season at the moment. I mean, we we say it every week in this bloody podcast, and folk must get fucking sick here. It? We're waiting for a performance, waiting for a performance, and it doesn't happen. It's um. Yeah, what, 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 what do you think? Do you, do you think there's something wrong within the, t- the team, the formation, or do you just think, as you said earlier on, it's an attitude problem in terms of we won last season and it's as if we just need to turn up this season? Well, we're be- I think we're all being honest. I think that's. I don't think people tune in for for us to sugarcoat it. So I think we're being honest. So. I do believe it's an attitude thing because I think before we won the title, this this team had an attitude, a problem. We would beat Celtic 
and we would go and lose the next week because we, I think the players thought, job done, we've beat Celtic, we're in their heads, that's a league over, or that's Celtic out of the cup, so it'll be our cup, so we just need to turn up. I do think there is an attitude problem with these players, that they do get ahead of themselves or their egos get too big. That's what I'm putting it down to. If you just if you take a minute next time you're watching Rangers and watch how slow we are on the ball, and it's it is a collective thing, it is a team thing. They're all slower on the ball and there looks a lack of desire. And like I've said in the umpteen podcast, repeat myself, we're not hunting in packs the way we were. But as soon as we lost the ball last season, there was this I mean, I loved watching it. There's this hunger for the ball. They all wanted the ball. I don't see that this season. I've not seen it once. Possibly against Celtic, you can't just turn up against Celtic. We are going to get caught out, and we've been saying that, for, and we are getting caught out. Let's, that, that's already happened. I agree with you said, Ali. The the three home games we have thrown the points away. The only game where I would have possibly given the opposition a bit of credit was Hibs. I thought Hibs came and took the game to us, and the sending off changed the game. Who's to say we wouldn't have come into it? But playing the way we were, Hibs probably take a bit of credit, but. Nah, we've thrown we've thrown the points away, and, and uh, if the inevitable happens on Saturday, and we drop down a position, we've only ourselves to blame. Yeah, that probably leads on what I was going to ask Scotia there. What does it take, Scotia, for this Rangers team to wake up? Do you think, obviously, the other side of the city have got the chance to go top of the league for twenty four hours, whatever it is, twelve hours on on Saturday if they beat St Johnson at home? Could that be the spark to give Rangers that kick up the arse to go not here? This they're a serious challenge, and they are a serious challenge. You can laugh at them all you want; they are a serious challenge. Do you think that could be the the kick up the arse this Rangers team need to go to to Motherwell on Sunday and and cement us back at the top of the league again? Yeah, well, I mean, well, if Celtic do win on Saturday, then I hope it does put them up the arse. Although I thought, but I think the grumblings in Ibrooks and Wednesday evening were pretty. Pretty loud. It's been the loudest grumbles I've heard in a while, and I think that's obviously down. We were all, all feeling all sorts of different emotions during the game. Um, so I hope it does. I mean, that's us now played like a third of the before split fixtures. So we've played everyone once. We've probably had the easier fixtures between us and Celtic because we've had all what you would call the tougher teams at home. Really, um, we are five points off where we were after 11 games last season. So those six points that we've dropped at home, we would have, we would be ahead of where we were last season, looking at just looking at the points, but I still think we would be grumbling with the way that we've been playing all season. We've just not had that, that fluidity. So something needs to put them up the arse because it's not been good enough. Is that the return of Ryan Kent? I know he's going to be a while yet, but that sort of player that kind of grabs the grain by a scruff of the neck, got a bit of pace about him, and can change it because at the moment no one's doing that in the team. Yeah, no, I, I, I think he's critical to the way we press in that front line. I, I think middle to front at the moment it's a bit disjointed at times. But yeah, from one fiasco in the park on Wednesday night to another fiasco, which I thought was the Hibs tickets. Obviously, we're all known my jars. I assume we've all ticked the all home games. We are all season tickets, which put us, I think, in tier one out of six tiers. The my jars email came through. I think it was just after five o'clock when most folk have just turned their laptops off at work, which wasn't ideal. Um, and you had to click the link through, and you and you had to 
basically choose your stand and buy your own ticket. Now, I know Scotia, you get yours fairly easy. I think Carney didn't know where to change the address. My, I went on personally myself. I mean, first of all, I'd just like to say, the reason I am on the CCs is because I don't have to fucking do anything. Rangers <laughs> tell me you get a ticket and they'll take the money out of my account. That is the yeah, reason right. I'm on it. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the reason you guys are on it too. So for them to say I need to go in and do something, it defeats the purpose of it to me, to be honest. And I went on myself and I've been in social media. A lot of other guys and girls have had the exact same problem in terms of can I get a ticket? The, the website's not good enough. It was saying you had or already had a ticket. It was saying to people they wouldn't accept their debit cards. Me personally, I went on. It took me two hours to get a ticket. I went on and it kept saying you, you one maximum ticket you could get and I hadn't bought it. I FaceTime Scotia to show him. He was looking at it going, I don't even know what it is either. I fit, came back for work, finally got through to it. It pulled through, so I put all my debit card details in, wouldn't accept it, had to do it all again, gave it my credit card details, and it accepted. So it's gone through. But looking in social media, I'm, I was not alone. And to me, it's an utter farce. The website is not fit for purpose, and Rangers need to look into this. Um, I'll come to you, Ryan, because I've spoke to Scotia and, and, and Scott in terms of this. What was your experience? Was it a happy experience, or was it like myself, where it was a complete pain in the arse? <laughs> well, mine's was absolutely fine. I got my ticket straight away, but I was anticipating that problems with it because I'd seen you guys' bashing about it. But also, when I was doing my Mirren ticket, obviously, going back to what you said, see this, do you want to apply for a ticket, uh, to put your name in a hat for an away ticket? And uh, this is a nonsense if you're a MyJairs member and a season ticket holder and you want away games, your name should be in the hat. And if you get a ticket, you get a ticket. That's the way it was for years. I don't know why they've started this. Do you want to apply to be in the ballot? I just I don't understand that. It's, 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 it just makes it, it overcomplicates things. But when I did this at Mirren ticket, it wouldn't let me... I always get my tickets posted to my dad's address. So it wouldn't let me select my dad's address, and then it kept like it, it kept going scrolling up without me scrolling it, and it wouldn't let me select the address. And I must have done it 20, 30 times because I knew I was doing the right thing, and then it eventually let me do it. So it's probably in the same kind of experience you've had with your semi ticket. Um, Rangers ticket office in general is in the dark ages; it has been for years. They don't have a customer service center where you can call and speak to somebody and just say. I'm having issues with this, can you give me help? And they've all got a centralised system where they can help you out with a ticket issue. It's in the dark ages, but I don't anticipate Rangers taking any action on this because everything gets sorted out and the money comes in and that's it. That I think Rangers have always been like they really need to take a bit a bit more a bit more consideration to the supporters because that's a, it's not a user-friendly website at all, eh, the My Gears thing, and it's so complicated. Uh, so I feel for you, but I, I assume you've all got your tickets, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And that's where, yeah. where Rangers will just think to themselves, that's it, you've got a ticket. So I hope yeah. it does change, but I don't anticipate it will. Uh, yeah, no, I, ju I just don't think it's user-friendly. I mean, we're all, I would say, semi-tech savvy, to be honest, but the older generation, I mean, my, my dad, if he was going on, would have a bloody clue how it worked that. I mean, I can just see the older guys going on having nightmares with us at 
I just don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair how you don't have the option even to pick your ticket up at iBooks or the ticket office. You, you need to pay for the, the postage as well. As you say, there's no customer service. Poor Greg, the SLO, gets bombarded with folk because it's it's him. I actually sent an email to the to, to Rangers email about this when I was having difficulties. And even though I did get my ticket, but I've today I'm today, nothing back at all. I know Carney. I'll come at you nothing. now. You obviously you try to change your address. Have, have you had anything back for your ticket office? Not a thing, mate. No. Uh, so yeah, I, I in terms of going in, I was fine straight away, no problem. It all worked. Um, and then I, I changed the address to um, from where I wanted them delivered. And when the confirmation the email came through, all I had on it was Glasgow and my postcode. And I'm like, well, but I mean, but I, <laughs> like <laughs> that's useless, literally useless. So I, I had to send a name because you can't go back in. Look, uh, we could go on and on and on about this website. I, I will agree with Ryan. I don't see Rangers changing it because everybody muddles through and still manages to get the ticket at the end of the day there must be a third party website or something that we can easily be linked to there's a ticket system it's all ready to rock and roll there is no need for rangers to have to do all this themselves they should be outsourcing it if they if they're not willing to put it into action if they want but yeah everybody um has problems with this it's a it's an absolute shocking service it really really is and i'm i just I can't disagree with Ryan. Rangers won't change it as long as we still pay the money they, and you get your ticket. They they don't care. Yeah, no, of course. What I even said to, I'll come to you, Scotia. I even said to Scotia, obviously, he's Hamden more than us following Scotland in terms of their ticketing system. Is it, is it the same as what we use in, in Celtic? Use the same as us in terms of the scanner. Why couldn't they have just sent a QR code as they've been doing this season to everyone? It would it would solve the problem. You wouldn't have to pay that one pound admin fee. Where does that go, by the way? Um, <laughs> yeah, Sco- as I'm adding, Scotia, you've been to Hamden obviously quite recently. Do they have the capability to, like I say, to, to send a QR code? To me, that would solve quite a lot of issues. Yeah, I mean, they've had them in there now for a while. I think they were all installed prior to the, the Euros or maybe even before that. Um, can't go recall obviously that season is curtailed because of COVID. Um I'd maybe disagree actually with Scott and Ryan there about Rangers changing it. I, I mean I, I don't think it's the ticket centre's fault itself. I just don't think they've been provided the resources to deal deal with what's happening. And it's been like that since I can remember. It's not it's not been any better since they got all got shifted out into the porter cabins. Um and I have I have heard interviews with like um Stuart Robinson and people like that saying that it is something they're looking into. So I hope they do change it. So I'll maybe give them a wee bit of leeway in that, but it's, it isn't good enough at the moment for the, the kind of demand because that email comes through. You go straight on to buy it straight away and everyone's doing the exact same. Um, it doesn't seem to be very compatible with mobile phones, certainly not with my iPhone. Um, it doesn't look great, so you need access to a laptop. Also don't like the queuing system. You queue, then you get in, then you need to log in and then it puts you back in the queue. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> what that, that's all about. So, but mine's, mine's went off. Um, I got mine fairly quickly. No, no major issues. But I've had issues in the past, and yeah, look, the stories that the guy tell, guys tell there. Um, yeah, it's not good enough at the moment. So they they do need to improve it. Um, on the uh, something on the the, the ticket and stuff the, itself. There's obviously those six tiers. The tier one. Was all season ticket holders, members of MyJers on the CCCS. Tier two was pretty much the same, but without the MyJers members. So you're asking people to pay another 50 quid 
a season to guarantee themselves in that tier one at the moment? Is that fair or not? Is that fair with folk that are maybe get four or five season tickets in a family? That's about an issue. I think I think people will be some people will be upset in that. Although I've not been in social media very much this week, um, so I don't know if that's been a major complaint. But yeah, putting Kenny money in it, putting money, making yourself having to pay more financial stuff towards getting your to guaranteeing yourself a ticket. Sorry. Yeah, but I would, I, I, I would, I would say it's a money maker for Rangers, my jersey in terms of what it is, and if, 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 like, if we do make it to the final, I would assume we would all be in tier one again and in the driving seat to get a ticket for the final. So that might, Ali, that Ali, might pump your guys in tier two to, to, to buy my jersey to get into tier one. Just on my jazz, I've said it before. I have seen very little benefits from my jazz at all, and I'll, I'll call a spade a spade when I see it. It's I've had a discount in a store, um, a discount in a restaurant actually when COVID get restricted, released a wee bit, and we, the lockdown was released a wee bit, and we got to go for something to eat. Me and you, Ali, went for something to eat, and that's pretty much it. Obviously, access to this semi-final ticket, yes. Um, paying an extra 50 quid when I already pay for my season ticket is like, right, okay. You're kind of... Look, the whole concept behind my jersey would be brilliant if I, I thought it was ready to go. Um, but I don't think it is. I think there's a lot of work needs done on my jersey. I, I just don't think it's um, it's really beneficial, to be completely honest. I even went to buy the, the fourth top that went out, the white one. Went into the store... When I use my MyJers card, she's like, you can't use that in here. And I'm like, well, what is the point in this? <laughs> like, why am I like, why am I standing in this store buying this? I've got to buy it online or so I pay for postage. Right, okay, aye. It's just that it's, it's taking the piss a wee bit, to be completely honest. And if they get it all right and the, 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 the promises that they said on MyJers, they actually eventually deliver it, then okay, I'm all for it. But right now... Just paying an extra 50 quid a year just so I get early access to a semi-final ticket, which I probably would have already got, to be completely honest. I would probably still have got it then, because a lot of people don't go to Hamden, and I know a lot of people that would take the ticket and then say, look, I've got a ticket, but I don't go to Hamden. They're a ticket or whatever. So, yeah, it needs work. It needs work. Yeah, most people buy it for that reason, to get priority for like Ryan away tickets, semi-finals, and if we are lucky enough to get to the final, it should give us priority to get to the final. So that, that, that's the way I look at it. But yeah, I don't want to mum and moan this whole podcast because that's all I've done so far. So and we're yeah. running a wee bit. But I'm I'm just gonna touch just just quickly and I want to give you I want you all to just to give a quick answer on it. Um the B team obviously played the same night we played Aberdeen in the Challenge Cup or whatever the hell it's called now and uh, beat Alawa, I think Ryan's pal plays for Alawa actually, 3-2. Um, and there was a young Colombian man who me, Scotia and Carney, I've actually seen in the flesh, Allegria, who scored a hat-trick. Now, a lot of these lads, when you look at them, they look like 18, 19-year-old boys. Allegria looks older than a 19-year-old, if you want to say. And I'll just come to you, and I just, just a quick one. Do you think we could possibly see this boy make the bench in terms of potential games coming up, in terms of we're not scoring many goals at the moment. He's just got a hat-trick. He looks quite well in the B team. Is it worth popping him on the bench and giving him a run-out in a game where possibly we could be a couple of goals up? 
Scotia will come to you first. Um, well, he's started twice. He's scored five goals, or he's played twice. Yeah, it's a quick, it's a, and it's a quick, game. it's a quick comment. I want. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Started, played twice, scored five. Um, he was at Honka. Well, he was in the Finnish Premier League, so um, it's maybe a step down. So yeah, he could be there. Um, and the B team are playing tomorrow uh, against Berwick Rangers at three. If anyone's got nothing to do. Yeah, I've seen that. Carney, what's your thoughts? You have to remember the level of opposition he's currently playing against. However, I don't think it would hurt the team at all to bring him up. I think he has trained with the first team a few times as well. Him and McCann um, have play, trained with the first team a few times. So, I mean, it can't hurt. Um, I'm of the opinion that Sakala is nowhere near it. Um, so... Don't know. This young lad might be full of confidence for rattling goals in, so you never know. And I don't think it would would harm us. Um, maybe the early stages of the Scottish Cup possibly might see him. Yeah, Brian. I've not seen him, so this is going to sound harsh, but it's a no for me. He's played in a development team for a reason. Um, I don't see him having the standard of striking ability to take us where we want to be. That's fair enough. At least you disagreed with us. <laughs> Comments that, that, that's the only reason I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 yeah. It's just because it's just I've seen him score the hat trick. It was good goals he scored. I was an all right team, to be fair. And I just thought he'd fling on the bench one game and, and see what he's got. But aye, anyway, we'll move from that straight into the Motherwell game. So we had the presser, so I'll try and get through this quite quickly. It was Gerard and Scotia's main man, Hadji, was in an interview. So... It was quite a long one if he's want to go on 11 minutes, I think it was with Gerard today, but he was asked the usual about Motherwell coming to Ibrooks, and he said Motherwell will probably fancy it, to be honest, in terms of they got a draw at Ibrooks last time. He was asked, if he was a wee bit nippy to some of the reporters today, he was asked about the recent run in terms of every time Rangers have, have supposedly come out to show what they're all about, it's never really happened and went a bit flat, and he kind of returned and went, well, We've only lost one game in 50 games, which when you put it that way, it's quite impressive. I know we are mumping and moaning about how bad we've been, but when he puts it that way, you go, right, okay. He puts it in perspective a wee bit, and he says basically it's it's a lot of outside noise, but he, has, he says we have the belief and we need to move forward. And he was also asked about people moaning about referees in terms of how they are favourable towards Rangers. And he, and he said it's, it's outside noise, it's other teams' social media, but he did mention if VAR does come in, and I know there is a vote for VAR coming up soon, then these people can't argue about it because we'll have VAR, so they can't argue about it. So, yeah, that was pretty much in terms of that. And then he had a squad update. So Ryan Kent is kind of outside now, and the same with Ryan Jack, but the two of them won't make the Motherwell game. He did say on them, though, which I'm surprised speaking to you today, Carney, that we should see them before the international break. I thought we might see them after, but he said we should see them before, which is a big positive because they're two massive players going forward. He said Holanda was progressing well, but as we've said before, can he see him come back till next year? And um, Barisic should be back for the Bromby game. So that was that was a bit on that. He was also asking Goldson's contract in terms of is his effect and his performance. And again, he referred to social media in terms of he doesn't listen to other people's opinions. That's for Connor to answer that himself. And he doesn't think it's affecting him. 
And he was also asked about Michael Beale being linked with a Cardiff City manager's job because Mick McCarthy's been sacked and he went, he's not heard anything. But at the same time, he's not surprised. So, I that was pretty much for Gerard. I would go on and have a listen to it. It was 11, 12 minutes long. It was actually not a bad one today. And obviously, Hadji was asked as well about Motherwell. Usual crap they ask the players. It's the, I hate the fucking player, one, to be honest. And he basically said... Said the usual thing, we need to go out and deliver the three points. But there was one interesting start that Hadji Gas that I never even knew about, to be honest, that Rangers have went behind in eight games this season, which I thought was quite interesting. And he basically says they're not proud of it and we need to step up and get more clean sheets and goals, etc. But, I mean, in the interview is pretty much what we expect. But just on that start, I mean, I'll come to you, Ryan. I didn't know that start until today. And that's... That's quite a bad start, to be honest, in terms of we went behind eight times this season. Uh, it's, a, it's a really worrying start because uh, your back's up against the wall straight away. You, you're, the fight's on as soon as you're down 1-0. Um, it, it all comes down to uh, There has been a few games where Rangers have started well and I've thought, I'll be on it today. And then we go and concede the shittiest goal. And then that's it. We just seem to fall off the face of the earth. But... It's definitely a problem. There is no doubt about it. I was interested to hear Gerard saying that, and whether he's saying this to the press and not, and it's a different message to the players. He sees a fighting character in the players. He said, "I see this fighting character in the players." So he's not questioning it. I don't know what use. I'm not seeing it just now from us. And I want. I know we've been quite negative on this pod. I do want to. I do want to highlight that I completely believe in this team. I believe in this management team. We all know what they can do, and I think that's why we're all. Frustrated, we know they're capable of so much more. Um, so I think he's maybe saying something different to the players. I don't think he'll be saying to them, Oh, I can see the fighting character. There's no way he said that after the Aberdeen game to them. Um, but going back, going behind eight times already this season is definitely he must be concerned about that. I think people need to switch on at the back a bit more. It's, there's just a, I keep saying it, but there's just this lackadaisical attitude with them at the moment, I think. Yeah, I mean, Scotia, you're, you're a man into your stats and your spreadsheets and everything. Were you aware <laughs> of that start as well, in terms of we've went behind in eight games this season? Um, I wasn't, and I was just having a quick look through stuff there while Ryan was speaking. I can only make out three in the league that we've went behind. That From what I've quickly looked at, there's St Johnston, Hibs and St Mirren. So I, look, I think some of them must have to be in Europe as well. Aberdeen. Malmo game, probably. Well, obviously Aberdeen last night, <laughs> not last night and Wednesday night, yeah. But no, I wasn't aware of that, and it's it's not a great start, a great start, and we need to be starting games better because then you're playing catch up, needing to get those two goals, and we're struggling to find goals at the moment as well. Like Ryan said, yeah. from open play in particular. Yeah, and it it, it kind of backs up in terms of how Rangers don't seem to start games. I know Ryan said, and and they do sometimes. You get. I start for Rangers in the second half, they peter out, but it kind of backs up how we're just not starting games right, Carney. No, we're not. Um, and it is, I was, when, I swear, when I heard it today, I was like, God, that's quite a lot. It's more than you more than you actually think. Um, I mean, in terms of the, as well, the rest of the, the, the press conference, look, I don't know what, but some of the questions they get asked are just ridiculous. Oh, they really are. Yeah. I mean, um, would you like one of them was something about if your team dropped points or that again, are you going to be upset? Well, what do you think the answer to that question is? Do you know what I mean? It's such a you're wasting a question, there's no need to ask, ask a question like that. Um, 
I am delighted the fact that Ryan Jack's nearly there. I am gutted that Ryan Kent's not going to be back because I think we need some sort of injection of life. But I was thinking about it driving home in the, the car from work. Gerard might be playing a wee joker card there. Um, Kent might be ready. Um, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed for it that he, he will be ready. Uh, it be good to see him back. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the... In, in terms of just not starting games, right? But, but, but it's... Yeah. We still harp on to what last season was as well and how remarkable a season it was. And it was. The stats are incredible. We broke all sorts of records. It was brilliant. The start of one game in 50, again, an incredible start. However, that was last season. This is this season. It's completely different. Um, I'm going to steal a, a saying that David Edgar says, we're not for what you've done for us then, it's what you're doing for us now. Uh, and that's really all that. That's the way we are as Rangers fans. And right now, this team are not they're not doing what they should be doing. Uh, and again, I'll agree with Ryan, it's frustration. They are not it's they're not performing to the levels that we know they can. Uh, again, I mean Gerard's not in a shaky peg or anything like that. Like he's got plenty of plenty of credit in the bank. There is nobody out there we're gonna get better than him. Um, but I think some of the players need to I don't know, just turn on, switch on a bit, um, take control and take a bit of responsibility. I think uh, it, we, we can only go on so long saying, oh, having Gerard saying, um, that's on me, it's up for us to fix whatever else. It's time for the players to start res- responding to the, to the gaffer's loyalty, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Um, I just thought it was quite an interesting start in terms of I didn't even think about that, to be honest. But no, it's, it's true. The, the, the players need to take responsibility here. I mean, to me, in that first half of Aberdeen, I thought Joe Rebo was taking on Aberdeen himself at times, to be honest. Only guy that showed a bit of heart, desire and everything. And people need to step up to his level, I really think. And yeah, as we say in this podcast, hopefully it happens in the next <laughs> game And in terms of Motherwell. But coming on to Motherwell... Um, Sitting sixth in the league, won four, drawn three, lost four. They drew two each with St Mirren during the week, but before that they've lost three in a trot. So they've been going through a bit of shaky bit of form. Yeah, I'll just I'll just quickly before we go to the teams, score your thoughts on Motherwell. Do you think? Well, to me, we should be going there and getting three points and uh, hopefully putting that performance in. Yeah, I mean, as you say, they've probably dropped off it in the last four games but they they started really well they started the season really well yeah. and you know they were up sort of right beside you know us Hibs Hearts and Celtic weren't even in there at that point it was just us Hibs and Hearts um yeah Stephen O'Donnell will be playing so I'm looking forward to when you send the first text to the group chat saying he's rubbish <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that <laughs> so we need yeah. to win this game yeah. we really need to win it Oh no! Every game's a must win with Rangers, but I, I just want a performance. Um, Ryan, thoughts on Motherwell on Sunday? They'll fancy it. They will fancy it on Sunday after the the way they played it, or the way we played at Ibrooks. I think at the end of that game, there was only one team scoring the second goal, and it wasn't Rangers. So I think they'll fancy it on Sunday. We have got to be on it, and I've said this a few times. We cannot play the way we have been playing and get three points on Sunday. We've got a we need an Aribo or we need a Haji or we need an Alfie. We need somebody to pull a performance in and get get three points because this month has turned into a horror show for us when it really could have been a really good month for us. Um and it's turned into a horror show and let's not continue that theme. 
Rangers need to go there and put a performance in Sunday, they need to. Yeah, and I, Carney, I, I fully expect Motherwell, as we've seen teams when we've been away from home, will come screaming out of traps and they'll press us high, just as Dundee United have other teams have away from home. Do you expect the same? And, and do you think Rangers will try and combat that by us coming at them? Because every away game we've, we've watched, i.e. Dundee United, etc., they've went and St Mirren, they've went right at Rangers the first 10 minutes. Well, no, because it's Sunday uh, and it's a noon kick. Oh, it's 12 o'clock. Oh, no. So, no, Rangers won't show up till about 20 minutes into the match anyway, at least. Um, no, I, I I think Motherwell will come out and go straight for us. I really do. Um, there has to be at some point, I'm sick of saying it, but it has to happen at some point. We need to put in some form of performance where we can go, oh, that was more like it. That was what it should be. Um I don't know what the weather's to be like. Obviously, the weather's been pretty horrific, so that pitch is probably not in a very good state, so it's probably going to be pretty horrible. Um, so I expect a tough match, but they're going to they're going to fancy it. I mean, they really are, especially if they manage to get a goal, because um, I, I don't know how the team will respond. I really don't. Um, it's really over to Rangers now. To, it's really over to the team to to get going and I agree with Scotia I know every game's a must win but we have to get three points on Sunday yeah no it's, just, it's a massive game on Sunday it really is so yeah we'll, we'll come on to the teams first and I'll just leave the scores to the end there so I mean I'll give you my team quickly first um, I'm going with Shagger coming back in a back four a Tav Goldson Balogun Bassi at left back midfield three Aribo, I think Davis will come back in. Kamara in front three of Haji, Morelos, Roof. That's what I think. Um, Scotia, what's your team? As Carney mentioned there about the weather, I had a quick look at the, the highlights of the game against St Mirren midweek that Motherwell, Motherwell had, and the, the pitch was holding a bit of water up in where the left-sided player will be playing. So um, Roof likes likes a swimming pool. So, yeah, he'll be <laughs> in my team. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm going... Same, yeah, same back five, keeper in back four as you. I've went for midfield Davis, Kamara and Arfield. I know Gerard mentioned in his press conference today that um, Arfield's given him a bit of headache and he's starting to train as well as he was training last season. So I'm bringing him in midfield and then up top going to Rebo, Morelos and Ruth. Decent. Brian? My team's the same as yours, Ali. Um, I think Lundstrom will get dropped out. I think Davis will come in. Um, I'm going 2-1 Rangers. Well, Ryan's put a scoreline in as well. Sorry, I thought I was supposed to give a scoreline. Apologies. No. Sorry, um, well, I've got your scoreline. Sorry about that. Um, Carney, what's your team? Same as yours, mate. Um, it's not the team that I would particularly go for myself, but... I think he'll stick with it. I think it'll be exactly that's the team I think it will be. I just yeah. hope that um I hope that Ryan Kent gets put in there. I really do. I hope he Gerard was playing a wee joker card there and Kent's back. But yeah, it's exactly the same as yours, mate. I'll go I agree with Ryan, two one Rangers, although I fully expect a one each draw, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I mean I think the team could do with a wee freshen up, but I looked to the bench and I said to you this at the week um during the week can you looked at the bench and there wasn't much there, to be honest, in terms of what could freshen up. And uh, Scotia could be right, to be honest. I did have a wee think of Arfield today, so he might come in. But it's a wee bit telling that when you look at the bench now and you go, mm, there's not really much there. So, 
Yeah, my score line. Oh God, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go more positive. Three-one Rangers, um, and I think Aribo will score the first goal. Scotia, what's your score line and first goal scorer? Yeah, I'm going two-one as well. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. In fact, I can probably see us going behind again. Um, so God. the first goalkeeper, goal, first goalkeeper will be a motherwell player. If first goal scorer, even not goalkeeper. Um, go for Morelos, first goal scorer. Okay. It's quite telling that we all think we're going to concede again, which is um, a bit of a trend going forward. So hopefully it's a clean sheet and Rangers can put it back in our faces. So, yeah, that was actually a good podcast there, guys. Um, so, yeah, I would like to thank, first of all, the the face of um, Club at 22 and the host, not tonight, though, um, Scott Carney. <laughs> The face? I'll take that, mate. I'll, ta- I'll happily take that. I'm the face of the podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, that was good, lads. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. As I say, on to Sunday now. Um, just please, Rangers, don't disappoint us. Please go out there and get us a win. Um, it's funny how the way things have been going, that we've been thinking we want Rangers to get a performance. I'm getting less bothered about the performance, to be completely honest, and I just want Rangers to win. That's really it. Uh, we have to start getting three points on the board. And um, shave your balls with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Yep. And, uh, yep, Ryan, thanks very much. Um, hope you enjoy your weekend. Cheers, boys. Yes, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Um, it's been a tough week for everyone uh, like to the Rangers. So, yes, let's hope Rangers kick on on Sunday. And what's the, what is the, the manscaped your, thing again? Your, your balls will thank you. <laughs> and your balls will thank you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to practice that for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, last but not least, um, Scotia Gemmel, pleasure having you on. I know you're away to shave your boys tonight and get the deodorant on for tomorrow <laughs> night, so um, I hope you enjoy that. Indeed. I just awaited to try it out, yes, indeed. Um, no, that's been, <laughs> this has been really good, actually. It's been, a, as I say, it was, it's been a fairly shitty week, um, and this has yeah. cheered me right up, so thanks, guys. Yeah, so as we say, if you want to go on the Manscaped website and use the code CLUBAT22, you'll get 20% off. And um, as Scotia will do a wee, um, in the next pod, he'll do a sort of, how he, see how he got on in terms of using the product. I'll, I'll see him tomorrow night, so I'll ask him how he got on. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, we have been CLUBAT22, the Rangers podcast. And yeah, if you could um, like, share and follow on Facebook, Instagram, we're on TikTok as well, and also YouTube, we're getting close to that 1,000 subscribers, so we would appreciate, um, we would love to get there before Christmas, that would that, be a good early Christmas present for all of, all of the lads here, so yeah, we have been Rangers, um, sorry, Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will see you again, thanks. <laughs>